Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. This voice mess. Little kids like me. Hello and welcome to this glorious mess, little kids. My name is Lee Campbell and my mother taught me if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. And so that's the end of this episode. Well, it's going to be a very quiet episode because I also don't have too much to say either. And my name's Tegan Natoli and we have just completed yet another week in lockdown. How are you going, Lee? Yeah, look, I think we're up to week six or something. I, um, I've i lost count. And honestly, mm. I know Victoria did it tough and Victoria has had their lockdown lifted, but they still have pretty crazy restrictions. I know overseas had it a lot tougher. So we're not complaining, except we are. <laughs> but, you know, South Australia has gone through lockdown as well and we are all pretty over it. And we know that all our listeners aren't in lockdown and we have some listeners all around Australia and also uh, around the world. But it would be remiss of Tegan and I not to talk talk about how we're feeling lately being two Sydney siders in lockdown. So for today's episode, we are going to let it out. Our worries, our concerns, yep. our tears, our moments to vent. I might even cry. Tegan? <laughs> and as you said, I feel like although other people listening might not be in lockdown right now, they may have been in it for the last, you know, 12 to 18 months or been on and off in lockdown. It's just everyone throughout the world is at different stages of this. And unfortunately for us, it feels like we're exactly back to where we started. But anyway, let's take exactly. a breath. <laughs> That's a really good point. And also we're about to vent about lockdowns, but we know the true importance of staying home. We support it. Absolutely. We're not saying that we don't want to be in, well, obviously we don't want to be in lockdown, but we understand why we are. So while we're going to have a bit of a whinge, we agree with the decision makers who have put us here. We trust them. We're following the health advice, but we just want to have a good old complaint. <laughs> then we're going to finish with our WTF moment of the week. And of course, our recommendations. But first, of course, we're going to answer a listener dilemma. Now it's time for Listener Dilemmas. Yay! This guy! This is a really great listener dilemma. Emily emailed us. She said, hey, this glorious mess. My two and a half year old daughter thinks it's okay to kiss and cuddle everyone when she's saying goodbye. This sometimes creates awkward moments when playing with other kids she doesn't know so well at the park. How can I create boundaries and help her differentiate between how she can greet random kids at the park in a less affectionate way compared to family members? I have tried to encourage giving a high five or a fist pump which she happily does first but then always follows up with a somewhat unwanted hug and kiss I don't want to tell her off or embarrass her but I don't know how to help her understand these boundaries help what do you think Lee oh gosh I mean I'm just picturing this little girl how cute god love her that's so adorable this has really stumped me and it's interesting because Emily has phrased it to explain that it's essentially where the issue is is the the randoms at the park that she's just met because you know we know body autonomy is really important and consent is really important 
And at the same time, I wonder sometimes where if we're overthinking things and, you know, kids should be kids and it's beautiful that they're loving and affectionate and all that sort of stuff. But then I realize we're also in 2021 and there's the whole germ layer on top of that and COVID and all that sort of stuff. So it's such a hard thing to answer. To be honest, I really don't know. I mean, it's funny, Alexander started to just at the park walk up to him and go, hi, and he waves in their face and he's just really into making friends. Whereas, you know, a couple of months ago, he ignored kids at the park and just played on his own. So I don't know. I'm really torn because I just think it's such an adorable little trait, but I get it. They're randoms. Mm. Life's weird at the moment. And I really don't know. I think this would actually make a great episode. So if enough parents are interested, we'll get an expert on in the future to help, you know, tell us how do we set those boundaries without telling them what they're doing is naughty or, you know, stifling them in any way. Teens, what are your thoughts? I agree. This is a great dilemma. And having a two and a half year old son myself, I can really relate because I feel like this mum is definitely doing like giving great alternatives. You know, the high five and the fist pump is great. I would keep going and using that repetition because I feel like now is the crucial time. Like you said, they go through different stages of playing independently and then learning to play with other kids and then getting to a stage where they, you know, can decide who they want to play with or things like that. But I just really feel that that age group, having the twins only 12 months older, I feel like between two and a half to three they will actually start to understand, you know, okay, I get the difference because you're telling me to give Nana a kiss and a cuddle, but then this other person that I really love at the park for the last 10 minutes, I want to give them a kiss and a cuddle too. But at the moment it's the same feeling, but how come I have to act differently? So I think if you reiterate it, the older that she gets, I think she will learn to understand the difference. Yeah, okay. Two and a half is a it's a tricky age. Like they're there, but they're not quite there. They're still learning a lot. But I think this mum's doing a great job. I think so too. And such a loving little girl. <laughs> I know. What a cute problem. I actually thought because so many of my friends are like, help, my kids yeah. biting kids and punching kids. So at least your beautiful Spreading daughter's the love. and cuddling. Yeah, I reckon Teagues is right. You just keep drilling it in and say, hey, it's really great that you made friends with Lucy yeah. or Bob or whatever. Yeah. You know, give him a you know, high five. You know, this little girl might not want to cuddle or a kiss, but maybe you can give her a high five. And eventually, I just think the repetition of it might sink in because she's at that little young age. But how look adorable. Look you go, Teague. You're practically a parenting expert. Oh, look, just call me Dr. <laughs> Mrs. Phil. <laughs> and we love answering your dilemmas. So please send them in. You can email tgm at mamamia.com.au. You can leave us your dilemma on the pod phone if you'd like to call 028999386. And, of course, the Mamma Mia Parents Facebook group is where it's at. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. So the other week, Lee, you wrote an article for Mamma Mia and I think it's safe to say that 
pretty much every parent in the world could have totally related. It was titled Lee Campbell. I cried today and I'm one of the lucky ones. I won't read it now, but we will put the link in the show notes if you haven't already had a read. But I think it just really hit the spot for what we're all feeling right now. For us, we've been in lockdown for over a month and we know Melbourne did it even so much more worse last year. And Lee and I know we're as we mentioned before, that we are the lucky ones. We're both healthy. We're both still working to some degree and we aren't working in healthcare. We're not essential, which can sometimes offend an ego because I believe all work is essential, (laughs) but we know that we're lucky in so, so many ways, but it's still so hard to shake the feeling because it's shit and we feel shit. Yeah. And that's the thing when we were coming up with talking about today, Because I said to you, Teagues, and to our producer, I just need to have a big old whinge to another mum that understands it. And should we do that on the podcast? Because it feels so self-indulgent. And this is the thing, because when Teagan and I were having a chat about, I just need to have a good old whinge. And it's hard to have a whinge when you know you've got it okay. And lots of people have it worse. And you should just put your positive pants on. But sometimes having a whinge can be so cathartic and just make you feel better and also help verbalize exactly what's going on inside your head because for me it's the constant thoughts in my head that I just can't escape from. Teagues, I wanted to first ask you, from a small business perspective, I can imagine Bump Day Spas going through it right now. What's that like? Yeah, look, we are like we can still open to a degree under healthcare, but yet look, we're down like 80% of what we would usually do as trade. And obviously my husband's a builder too. So construction's completely closed down in Sydney at the moment. But yeah, look I must say it's definitely easier second time round. Like the first lockdown we had last year was really scary because everything was really, really unknown. And I think as a business owner, the first thing people might think that you feel is like, oh no, how am I going to make money? Which of course, yes, because that's your livelihood. But I know from my business and also my husband's business, our first reaction was for our staff and for their livelihood and and how are they going to get by and how can we support them as much as we can? Because when you've got, you know, in my case, 10 or 20 people, depending on their income, in my husband's case, you know, many, many men and who then provide for their families, depending on that income, it's just, it's really, really gutting to not be able to support the people that work so hard for you every day. And I can't imagine that because for me, the only person that I'm really caring for is Alexander. And obviously as a mum, you're caring for your kids, but you kind of have that role in some capacity for your employees. And that's another load on top of what's going on to you and your financial situation. And that must be a whole load of stress. Yeah. And it's usually a privilege. Like we take great pride with our staff and, you know, the fact that we're very flexible and we want to try and, you know, I suppose cater to them and their needs and their life and their livelihood as much as we possibly can. So when that's, you know, the rugs pulled from under you, it's really, really difficult. But if I can give anyone else out there who's running small businesses a tip, last time I in lockdown, I really utilize that time just to get on top of the the small stuff. Like as small business owners, you know, we hate things like admin or doing books or bookkeeping or getting the accounts up to date. But take this downtime to just get on top of all the nitty gritty stuff that we procrastinate and put off all the time because obviously it's, it's not what we started the business for, but it's just yes. what comes with part of the deal. So I wouldn't call it a silver lining, but yeah, I suppose try and turn it around, the positive, get on top of it. And then that way, so that when we do reopen and we can, you know, open our doors again, that you're ready to go, start making plans for the future and and it will be ready to go as soon as those doors have reopened. But yeah, it, it, it is a tricky one. 
Lee, you had a really great idea the other day, I think on your Instagram, which was a great way that people can support the local small businesses. Yes. Can you tell everyone a little bit about that? So I can't steal it. Well, look, I have stolen it. But one of the mothers in my mother's group came up with it because we were all just feeling so down and just saying, oh, my goodness, I'm you know, what can we do? And we also just selfishly were shopping online and wanted a treat. And so one of the mothers said, let's do a secret Santa style gift circle, like COVID style, where you use one of those online generators that chose the names. And then we set a budget, it was $30. And we then shopped from a small business that's closed or affected by COVID. And then we sent it to each other's houses. And it was a little cheer up gift. And, you know, four or five days later, you got this beautiful, thoughtful gift in the mail that made us feel better selfishly, but also supported a small business. So I've done that in three of my girl groups now and it has been so much fun. I want to do it again. Yes. Well, we've just taken on your idea in my girl group and we are doing that. And it's really interesting because there are so many businesses online, which I have no doubt are really feeling the hit of COVID. Obviously people don't have their usual income, so they're not spending as much, but can I really encourage people if they do decide to do this, to go to places that have actual physical shops and staff closed down and if they are currently doing things online through COVID to really support them because for a small business things like rent and paying people's wages are the biggest hit and if their doors are closed they're still having to pay a significant amount especially for things like rent and those full-time wages so if you do know of a store that's closed and is now offering their services online or they still do offer online as well or gift vouchers for the salons that once we do reopen they can use I think they're really really great ideas nails hair all of that take take away too yes take away vouchers restaurant vouchers I love it yes and so we're going to do a zoom party where we all open our presents together on zoom as well so that can connect you as well I'm going to steal that to do it again for me it's hard because I'm still working so I'm still obviously working here at Mamma Mia well when I say here at Mamma Mia in my bedroom at Mamma Mia (laughs) but I have an income my husband has an income and daycare is open so by no means do I think I'm doing it tough for me it's interesting because I don't really think about it for me but my mum's living alone for the first time since my father passed he passed in lockdown last year And she's really lonely. She's scared. And I just think, you know, imagine being in the winter of your life. You don't have a lot left and you're just thinking, this is how I'm passing the time. And it's really hard for Bug. He calls her Gaga and he asks to call Gaga all the time. When we get in the car, he tells me to go to Gaga's house, which is just so heartbreaking. And then... I'm not sure if Alexander really understands, but he knows he's missing something. He'll go get his swimmers and he wants to know why we're not going to swimming, why we're not going to mm. play group. And so he thinks knows things aren't normal, but he can't exactly put his finger on, you know, what's going on. Right. And uh, it's weird. I think about once a week I have a little mini mental breakdown where I have a bit of a cry and I feel better. But I'm so worried about him picking up on my energy. I read a study online that said that, you know, kids subconsciously can pick up on our energy. And I was like, well, thanks a lot, study. That's the last thing I need to know. (laughs) So I'm trying to be extra positive and fake it, which is exhausting. And it's hard to know as well, because a lot of the listeners of this podcast will have kids between, you know, newborn and five. And it's such a huge age gap as to how you can explain what's happening. Like I know the other day I got in the car and and I've just referred to this whole thing to the twins who are three and a half, like as germs. Oh, why are the shops closed? Oh, just because they don't want the germs to spread. You know, I've never really said coronavirus or COVID. And we got in the car the other day and Indy started saying, oh, blah, 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 coronavirus. And I was like, what? How did you? (laughs) Like, 
<laughs> Did you even hear that off? Because I'd never really said it. But it's interesting to realise how aware they are or, or to even know how to explain to the kids. Oh, why can't we go see Nanny? Oh, you know, oh, I've just been like, and then to what degree you lie? It's almost like lying about Santa Claus. Oh, because Nanny's at work. Like, no, she's not. We're just not mm-hmm. allowed. Like, it's- And it's such a complex thing to try and explain in simple terms that we don't even have the tools to know how to do that and you also don't want to frighten them to the point where they're scared of the outside world I think my kids think that a cough is coronavirus so like now when a kid coughs at school or Samara's obsessed with washing her hands like if she doesn't do this then she's going to get these horrible germs and she's going to die so (laughs) it's so hard like you want to be honest and you want to explain to a degree but then you also don't know the boundaries in which to Yeah, exactly. But did you notice lately, Lee, that the educators at daycare have to wear the masks inside now? Yeah, so and which I think is a great thing. I think they're taking every precaution they can and I'd I'd much prefer they take every precaution they can than close daycares because they have shown that Delta, you know, younger kids are more susceptible to Delta than the other strains. And I, Mm. I just, I feel so guilty because... I'm so thankful that daycares are open and I feel so guilty because my I'm much happier on the days Alexander is at daycare. And at the moment I'm finding that I'm dreading the weekend because we don't have the catch-ups and the things that we used to do. We're not going to playgrounds if they're busy just because that's my personal choice to avoid them. So we've got these few things we're doing on rotation and he's really ratty and then I'm snappy. And the other day, I just actually, I remember telling you, Teagues, we just had such a ratty day together. He was over it, I was over it. And then he was just being such a little cheeky bum with his dinner and dropping like a piece of corn you know, piece by piece (laughs) off the side of the thing and I screamed at him and then he burst into tears and I've never screamed at him and then I burst into tears and then Rich came out and said, okay, time out you two. (laughs) And then you just feel so guilty. But, yeah, back to the educators wearing masks. For me, I just thought the other day, I wonder, you know, being a two-year-old, so much of their communication would be reading expressions and reading somebody's face and to understand instruction and I wonder what the long-term effects of this will be when, you know, these little kids can't really interact with their educators in a way they could. Well, isn't it funny like how normal masks will be to our kids? Like remember when COVID all started and the thought of people walking around Australia in masks was like absolutely not. Surely we're not to that point. Whereas now, like my kids don't even flinch when I put a mask on. Like it's just so normal to them. I totally agree and I've realised thinking about that, that I don't think we'll ever go back to normal in adverted commas. I don't think that, you know, 2018 will ever happen again and what the world looked like. And for mm. me, that makes me wonder what does the future look like? And then, you know, trying to conceive a second child, I just think, am I crazy trying to bring another person into this world? And that's all swirling around in my head thinking, you know, maybe we shouldn't. We'll just stick with Alexander because I don't know what the future holds. So I just wanted to give a shout out to all the parents that have just got all these thoughts swirling around in their brain that are so thankful for daycare days and feel guilty for loving daycare. Oh, the guilt is at an all-time high. Sean Zepps did a post the other day and it was like just all the feels, you know, and I was like, yep, you know what? I am like a whirlwind of mum guilt mixed with sloth guilt. You know, like on the days where we maybe don't do anything or it's crappy weather outside so we don't get outdoors, then you feel bad and then it's just... And then being so thankful that your situation's relatively you know, positive compared to other people's. And then I feel guilty. Exactly. It's just like all the guilts. And you know what? 
being your best self on a normal parenting day is hard enough, let alone a lockdown. You know, like in lockdown, you're on top of one another. The kids maybe don't understand why things aren't as normal. And then on top of that, your partner might be home when they're not usually. Like we're literally, the world has been spun up upside down and as a parent you try and protect your little ones by making things seem consistent and normal and and not disrupting their world too much but the pressure on parents to do that and maintain that it's a lot like on top of going through your own personal changes and struggles as well so parents you are superheroes whether you feel that you are or not but we're all in this together I suppose absolutely so this is your permission to jump in the mama me parents facebook group and have a whinge about the smallest little thing because everyone's got it worse than us. There's always someone that's got it worse. But this is everyone's permission to just have a little whinge about the little things because it makes you feel so much better. Yes, vent away. Recommendations of the week, my friend Tegan. What are you going to recommend? Now, look, I've been on these for quite a while now. I feel like all my recommendations are food related lately. And everyone knows that I'm the lazy mum in terms of like, whatever's the most easiest thing you can use in the kitchen. But for my kids, I'm not a health expert. You're not a health expert? No, guys. Well, look, don't be bald, you know. What are you doing Um, on this show? (laughs) But... If your kids love treats and sweets, like, you know, most do, and if yours doesn't, then God, you're so lucky. But for my kids, after they eat their dinner, like I bribe them to eat their dinner for dessert and usually they want like the junkiest dessert of all. But I've managed to fool them for quite a few years now with the Buller frozen yogurt ice cream. So I'll be like, oh, my gosh, you'll be so lucky if you eat all your dinner, you get an ice cream and they think it's this real treat, but really it's frozen yogurt. And And they're yummy and zesty. I've had them before. I love like the zest of frozen yogurt. Yes. And you can get the mini ones as well. So, like, most kids won't eat a full putter pop on a stick, you know, like, or they'll get over what? it by the time. Well, I don't know. Do yours? <laughs> Does yours? He's never had a paddle pop. Oh, He's God. a Messina kind of kid. <laughs> That's so eastern suburbs of you, Lee. Very <laughs> eastern suburbs of you. But, yeah, Bulla frozen yogurt ice cream minis. you got to get the mini ones. They're the best. Don't tell me I need mini anything. <laughs> It's COVID lockdown. You can eat like 10 of the full-size ones if Thank you want. Thank you. My recommendation is something called a bookie woo. So for some context, <laughs> Alexander's birthday happened right as we went into lockdown. So we didn't get to have the gathering, the family gathering that we we're going to have. So silver lining, uh, family and friends have been posting him his little gifts and my bestie, she's my bestie from kindy, actually. She's back from Singapore for two months on mat leave and then went into lockdown, the poor thing. So we haven't oh, seen her. Gosh. But she posted this gift and it's called a bookie woo. And it's essentially this big felt activity book. And each page has like little pegs and clothes on it or uh, little buttons that you undo or press studs oh, that you take cute. the shapes off. He is obsessed. The so it's like an interactive Yeah, book. there's different stages like for babies, for one to two, yes. three plus. The pages where he takes the press stud shapes off and puts them back on, he obsessed. It is just the best and I think obviously most educational thing and he takes it to bed, he takes it everywhere and I can't recommend it enough because it's like using so much of his time and actually using his little brain. I can see him putting the yes. square on the square and the rectangle on the rectangle. And you don't have to read it to him as well. No, there's no words. There's no reading. I mean, we do have random bits of felt all over the house. I'm like, oh, there's a fish from the felt book. Oh, there's a egg or whatever. But it's honestly fantastic. I can't recommend them enough. So it's called Bookie Woo. 
Oh, that's a good one. And we'll pop the link in the show notes. What the? What the? What the? What the? Parenting? Okay, WTF. I'm interested to hear what yours is, Lee. Oh, gosh. <laughs> About a month ago, one evening, we were coming home from daycare and Alexander was walking from the car to the house and he pulled his pants down. Not his nappy, just his <laughs> pants down. And I laughed because it was so funny and I've never seen him do it before. And I just think that must have stuck in his mind. I don't know where the compulsion came from, but now he pulls his pants and his nappy down. At every given moment, he can around the house, on the way to daycare. Well, not on the way, but like, you know, walking to and from. We don't go many other places, but even if we're out playing, you know, on the sand at the beach, he pulls his pants down constantly. <laughs> and no one no one else's kid in the mother's group is doing it. And I need to know, Tegan, did your kids do that? And also, how do you stop it? Because we've decided just to completely ignore. But then I have to say at some stage, buddy, pull your pants up. And he's like, no, and thinks it's so funny. He goes, no. What do I do? My kid is permanently pants around his ankles. I don't know. I, like I must say, I don't think any of mine have really oh, done that. I was hoping. I wonder that where he got it, it from. I his don't mom? know. I reckon. Yeah, he <laughs> definitely got it from mum and dad. No, I think someone at daycare maybe did it, or he just did it on a whim, and because I laugh so and much. And the reaction, so yeah, yes. maybe he wants to you to find him funny again. Oh, yes, that's so, so I just cute, ignore. Though. But I just anyone that <laughs> child has went through a, a pant pulling down stage, and I've tried to use it functionally because he's got a, a potty now. So I'm like, okay, do you want to do wee wee? Do you want to do poo? And he's like, no. I'm just laughing. Imagine if the parenting dilemma from this episode was kisses and cuddles. Imagine yes. your parenting dilemma is your son literally going and streaking to all the randoms. <laughs> Legit, I'm a bit worried when lockdown's over and he's out freely in the world just getting his little tiny wang out for everyone. He's like the world's tiniest, cutest flasher. What do I do? You're What's, on your own there, darling. I have no idea. I'm in big trouble. Actually, one uh, of my friends in mother's group said go and get more tops that button up under the bottom, like, you know, like when they're a baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good so he's got like the romper on underneath. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, but, that's you know, so parenting. funny. But who wants What's to do that? What's your WTF? Mine is <laughs> out of the mouths of babes, right? Like how funny are kids at like unlocking your insecurities? So <laughs> I have big teeth. <laughs> like you I've got do big. Not. I do. I've got big chompers. It's fine. Like I'm okay with it. It's just my genetic makeup but the other day I was putting the girls to bed the twins and um, I'm like in their face because I was saying good night and giving them a good night kiss <laughs> and Indy goes to me why are your big teeth in my face <laughs> <laughs> I said what she kind of held back like she must have seen that she like offended me I was just so shocked because I was like yes I do have big teeth but how did you notice <laughs> And She's then I started observant. laughing. I said, did you just say my big teeth? And she started laughing. I was actually crying with laughter. But now I'm like, oh, my God, even my daughter is noticing that I've got big chompers. Like when you <laughs> when your kids notice things and they just say it so blatantly and they're not trying to offend you. No, like they're, they're just, just being literally observant. straight up. Wait till Banjo <laughs> tells you you've got saggy boobs or something. Oh, he always tells me I've got a big bum. I'll be like, do I have a big bum or a little bum? And he's like, big bum. And I'm like, do you have a big bum or a little bum? Little bum. And I'm like, damn it, he knows the difference. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> but anyway, WTF, kids can be absolutely brutal. Yeah, we don't need the truth right now. Uninvited opinions. <laughs> 
Well, that wraps up this episode of This Glorious Mess, Little Kids. If you have anything you'd like to tell us, we love hearing from you. So why not send us an email at tgm at mamamia.com.au or leave us your parenting dilemma on the pod phone at 02899-9386. Also, if there are any teachers listening, we have a recommendation for you. We know teachers have been doing it tough recently, so we've come up with something that might be helpful and is our way of saying thank you and sending love during these tough times. The Mamma Mia team is running a free event with cyber safety expert Kira Pendergast on Tuesday the 10th of August at 7pm Eastern Standard Time. It's called The 5 Things Every Teacher Needs to Know About Social Media. Kira is an expert behind our Safe on Social Toolkit and she knows everything about schools and social media because she spent her career talking to 400,000 students and training over 10,000 teachers and parents about online safety. Hop online to register. The link has been put in our show notes. This Glorious Mess is brought to you by Mamma Mia. This episode was produced by Michaela Floriano. We hope you have a great week and we'll see you next time. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.